Hello, listeners. I'm back. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. I love putting these episodes together and knowing that you are out there listening just brings me so much joy and gratitude. So a big thank you to you. And I am so excited to bring you today's episode. I have a very special guest. Her name is Liz Comden, and I'm so excited for you to meet her and hear her story. Liz and I have known each other for over a year now, and I just have so much admiration for her, and she's a really special person, as is every guest I've had on this podcast, and I'm so grateful for all of them. And today's episode. I can't wait to hear what you think. So please let me know after you give it a listen. And also anyone who is dealing with grief or loss right now and might have a hard time hearing someone else's journey with that, um, please be warned and take care of yourself. There is a little bit of that in this episode. So um, feel free to do what's right for you. Set this one out or listen at another time. And without any further delay, here's my interview with the lovely Liz Compton. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm really excited to have on Liz Compton. And Liz is amazing. Um, Just listen to this bio here. She is a registered holistic nutrition practitioner, a certified yoga instructor, a Reiki practitioner, the founder of Sea Salt and Twig Design and Apothecary, and the owner of Pura Vita Homestead. Liz, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you on. You always inspire and um, motivate me with all that you do and do so masterfully. Um, and thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast and and share your story. So maybe just to start, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Oh, well, where do I start? <laughs> you, pretty, you pretty much uh, covered it all off in the, in that mouthful of, uh, descriptions. Um, but, um, yeah, my, my holistic journey has been that a journey. Um, I it started out like when I was a teenager having to figure out food allergies, which didn't exist back then. And that led me on to a path of holism. And it's just been a very different lifestyle than most people um, would be on. And, you know, that led me on a journey to wanting to help others, which got me into things like nutrition and yoga. And then for whatever reason, that spinoff went into jewelry design, which I think is more just my creative outlet and the apothecary and the same thing. I just, I enjoy that soulful, earthy connection and using, you know, what I've learned and what I know to help others and inspire others. Um, As much as it's a business, I'm finding I'm actually becoming a sounding board to a lot of new young entrepreneurs who are out there looking for information, looking for some confidence, you know, uh, some help, some inspiration. Uh, so I found myself in an unexpected um, leadership style role when it comes to the business aspect of life in the last little while, which I find really inspiring. Um, I remember uh, sitting down with a life coach I had years ago, having the conversation of where I wanted to be and to kind of sit back now and be like, wow, like 
I'm the one that's on that other side, having young entrepreneurs look up to me and saying, you know, that's where I want to be. So it's been a, it's been really a, a really interesting journey. Yeah. Wow. And it's really incredible. And to, to be able to now fill that role of inspiring others and, and helping others in their aspirations and business goals and dreams is really cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're like, I'm not a mother. It's kind of my, my way, I guess, of parenting without taking on the role of being an actual full-time parent. Um, I get my, you know, not to say parenting fulfillment, but that um, guiding other younger people through ways that don't include having children on my own. Yeah. I love that. That is a really cool outcome of it all. Yeah. 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 I can still sleep in on a Sunday morning (laughs) and take a vacation whenever I want to. And when I, when I need that fix of, you know, you know, helping or guiding other people, I can go out and do that too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think this is a great maybe segue to, to speaking about your, um, child-free journey. And I guess I'm curious, when did you first know you didn't want to have kids? Um, I think I, like, I grew up with, um, the mindset of like a lot of people did, you know, you get married, you have kids, you know, the nine to five Monday to Friday job and, you know, the, the little house and the little backyard and, and that kind of an idea. And for me, I mean, as a child that grew up in a very um, tough life, uh, very tumultuous uh, childhood, um, I think I clung to that as a fantasy of, you know, if when I become an adult, this is what my life is going to be like, and I'm going to have this perfect, in a sense, um, lifestyle. And that's kind of what I clung to as a child. And as I got into my 20s and got into a bad marriage and then divorce. And we like we during our marriage, we were on two completely different pages. And the further into the marriage, the more obvious that became. And I was still clinging to that, you know, that childhood thought of how my life was supposed to be. And when we separated and divorced, and all of a sudden, I have this newfound freedom that I'd never had in my entire life. I mean, I'm in my late 20s at this point and like just this freedom of, you know, to do and go and and make my own choices. And I remember like driving away my first vehicle. I cried. I was so excited. I could play the music that I wanted to play on the radio. I didn't have to listen to anybody else. And so I kind of let started to let that childhood ideal of what I wanted in my life go without realizing it. Mm. And I remember at one point thinking, you know, if I don't have children by the time I'm 30, I'm just not going to. And it wasn't really kind of a, this is a set thing, but I think I just, at the point of getting into my thirties, I couldn't imagine being into, you know, my late forties and early fifties when I still wanted to be out enjoying my life and, and having to, you know, have children that are graduating high school and college. And I was like, I don't know if I want that commitment that far into my life and then I met my current husband and he has a child so I do have a stepson and he kind of just said to me one day it's like 
you know, I'm leaving it up to you. I have a child. And if you want to have a child together, then then I'm good with that. And if you don't, I'm good with that, too. And we went back and forth for a long time. And he literally looked at me one day and he said, Liz, we're not having kids together. <laughs> and not in, a, not in a negative way, but it was just, you know, no, we're just not doing this. <laughs> and all of a yeah. sudden it was like, like the sense of relief of not having to make a decision and realizing, like, I didn't want to have to make that decision. And I loved my life how it was. And at the time, you know, like we had our family time together when, you know, our stepson with was, was with us. And then we had our time together when he wasn't. And it was a routine that we quickly re- like fell in love with. And, you know, the freedom to just go, like the freedom to sleep in on a Sunday morning, um, you know, not having that commitment. And the further in to our relationship we got is like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to share our time. I, I don't want to be torn between people having to split time together. Um, you know, the time with my stepson was hard enough. Um, just it's a different relationship it's a different lifestyle and I didn't want to have to split my time with him and not just with him but with the things that I love like I can't be up till two in the morning (laughs) creating skincare (laughs) if I have you know a young child that you know needs to be cared for so I just I, I got to a point where I wasn't willing to sacrifice the things that I wanted in my life anymore for the obligation of somebody else. Yeah. I'm just, it kind of, the older I've gotten, the more conviction I've had in that. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like kind of a gradual process with your first marriage ending, experiencing that freedom of just totally being on your own and loving it. And then, you know, navigating your new relationship with your husband and kind of getting that clarity there that children weren't going to happen and just the relief and it settling in. And yeah, I can relate to so many aspects of your journey too. Um, and feeling like, just like I always thought I'd have kids one day and, and then sort of waking up to realizing that I wasn't going to, and I didn't want to. And, and then it just like settling in and being like, oh yeah, that's, that feels right. You know? Um, and I'm curious, what do you think helped you kind of let go of those ideals that you had, um, of envisioning that perfect life, the quote unquote, (laughs) perfect life, um, (laughs) of a family and, and all that. Uh, well, after my first marriage ended and I found myself with this new freedom that I had never had I was you know I had a good job I had you know I was financially you know secure I could travel and all of a sudden I just started learning things about myself that I had never known and you know I was able to then explore what does Liz like what does Liz want and I mean at the same time this was going hand in hand with you know finding out about uh, having food allergies and learning to navigate that world, which was like back when I like that back then, I mean, that's like 15, 20 years ago now, there is no such thing as gluten-free and dairy-free foods like there is today. So navigating that world was very, very difficult. And, Mm -hmm. but it put me on a different path. And so like these two things kind of happened in tandem 
And it was kind of the catalyst that really pushed me into finding finding out who is Liz outside of, you know, the the tragedies that had happened to me in my childhood and, you know, a failed marriage and, you know, letting go of dreams that I had clung to for my whole life and, you know, finding out who I was and what I wanted. And I had the time to do that before I, you know, found, you know, got to a relationship with my current husband. And by the time I got into that relationship, I had made decisions of things that I would was not willing to compromise on and things that I would that I was choosing to do and to not do. And that was really the basis for not only our relationship, but the rest of my current adult life um, as to where I was going to go and what I was going to to do with my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like in all of that, it was really just a deepening of a relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. through all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And finding my own um, spirituality, I guess, Um, Mm. not religion, but spirituality and find, you know, what do I believe in? What do I connect to? Um, What inspires me? Um, What do uh, what do I want to give energy to? And what do I choose not to let my energy take my energy? And as I started to learn and understand that, the conviction of what I wanted and didn't want to became more apparent. And one of those things that, you know, was I didn't want to have children. And I was totally fine with that. I'm like, I'm still okay with that. Um, But I've, of course, had, you know, feedback of why I should have children and what I, in other people's opinions, I'm going to be missing out on. But I mean, that's fine because that's their life. That's not mine. I'm not missing out on anything. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you navigate that feedback when, um, yeah, <laughs> I got a pretty sharp tongue. So <laughs> for me, it's, um, you know, it's, you don't know me, you don't know what I want in my life and, you know, F off <laughs> in, in, in nice or not, no, so nice tones, depending on who it is I'm, I'm talking with. <laughs> Um, but yes, um, like I've gotten to a point where it's, you know, it's, I, I'm totally okay with telling people it's, I'm sorry, but it's not your business or, you know, you know, thank you for your opinion, but I'm not interested. Um, Mm. no, I couldn't do that starting out. Um, but I was always silent one. So I would just kind of nod and agree and be like, okay. mm -hmm." And then I would go away with my own opinion. Um, but I'm very much more able to be vocal about, you know, my life, my choice, my bed that I sleep in every night, and I'm okay with the decisions that I've made. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with choosing to be child-free and kind of coming to that awareness for yourself and growing your convictions in this life, you know, what has it allowed you to say yes to? Um. Like everything that I'm doing, (laughs) like really, I mean, I, um, I sit back. Okay. So this is a good segue into opening up about, um, what a lot of people don't know is that in 2020, I was not affected by the world's pandemic. Um, but I had a mare or, um, um, pregnancy and miscarriage Mm. at the time. Um, when I found out I was hell no this is not going to happen like there is no way I am like 37 years old <laughs> I can't yeah. in my mind even 
imagine starting the whole journey of parenthood at this point and giving up everything. And then in a 24 hour period, like I it just completely flipped. So I don't know what it was or why, but I was absolutely open, ready to embrace the fact that I was about to be a parent. Um, and, you know, a lot of it being the fact that, you know, my husband and I have a great relationship and, you know, we're very close. And then, you know, this is a this is a being that's created out of love from two people. And yeah. that the fact that I was you know, willing to completely change my life totally threw me for a loop. I had a really hard time navigating that on top of being extremely sick in the middle of the summer. It was one of our hottest summers oh. we've ever had. It was it was really, really rough. It was a rough three months. Um, and then the day before he was coming home on days off, I was in the hospital having a miscarriage. Mm. Um, I was devastated. Uh, it took me a really long time to come to terms with, you know, my life was laid out. I was happy. I was child free, like I was happy being child free. I was happy with the way my life was going. And then all of a sudden the universe throws this at me and I want to have this part of, you know, my life. And then I don't, or then it's gone. And I didn't know what I wanted. And uh, mm. it was really, really hard to find my way back to what do I want? What is my purpose? I, I feel like it totally pulled away my purpose in life because I knew after I had recovered from the initial part of like the miscarriage and surgery and all of that part, um, like we let like he left the option open to me again. Like if this is something you really need in your life, you know, I'm leaving it to you to decide. And I just like, I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't timing. I couldn't put it together as like, I, I can't do this. Like I'm, I'm now like, I'm going to be 38 when I'm a parent to begin with. And then we have all these other things that are going on in the next few years that we've been planning for. And to throw a child in this is like, I, I like, I was, I was lost. I was mm. absolutely completely and utterly lost. And my entire life purpose was out the window. I didn't know what I was supposed to get from this. And I'm very much a person who looks at, okay, so this happened to me, but what's the benefit? What am I supposed to take the learning out of this? Like, what is it supposed to be? And I couldn't find that. Mm. And a year later, almost a year to the day of having the miscarriage, um, we went on a mini vacation. It was just, I needed to get away. I needed to clear my head. I needed to um, get back in touch with nature. It had been an extremely tumultuous year for me. And so we went away for a few days to like a magical place. And um, I just, I came back like a literal changed person. It's like my, my purpose was in front of me. My path was back in front of me. And I feel like that was the gift that I received from that experience of, you know, this is, you know, sea salt and twig, really sea salt and twig was the gift that I received from that. I mean, sea salt and twig existed, but what I put into it since that vacation, since those, that time away is blown this out of the water. Like I, I just can't get over how different it is and how much you know I'm, I'm willing to I'm able to commit to it and grow and and that's what I feel like every day when I'm you know that that's what I've you know that's my passion like that's my mm -hmm. gift 
from my experience and it's what I enjoy and what I, you know, where I put my time instead of parenting. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, first of all, for sharing that very personal journey. Um, and I'm like honored to, to know your story and to be able to share it. And I think it's, it's so powerful and to hear the reality, like you didn't want children and then to have this unexpected pregnancy and to have like the fear and all the feelings and then to in 24 hours do a 180 and sort of all of a sudden have like a new outlook for your life. And then to have that taken away. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was a year. Um, I struggled mentally. I had a really hard breakdown that following January. And if my hubby hadn't been home, I might not have made, made it through. Um, but, um, and it's interesting because that's actually when I, when I came in contact with you and, um, it was like, and one of the aspects I struggled with was how do I tell people that I'm happy being child-free, but then all of a sudden I was happy being a parent. And now I'm happy to say, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be a parent anymore. And, and there was this really, this, this, this struggle with, you know, what are people going to think, but, Mm. you know, am I, am I going against my own beliefs or myself in a way by, saying I'm happy not having children. And then all of a sudden I desperately wanted to, I mean, I remember the day before I had to go in for surgery, I was in the shower and like crying and begging the universe to make something change so that when I went in for the surgery, um, I wouldn't actually need it like begging the universe. And, and I just, I felt uh, betrayal against myself, I guess, of wanting something and then not wanting it. And, you know, and then, yeah. you know, this flip flop back and forth. Um, and I can't say I per- particularly there was just one day when I was like, okay, it's okay. I just think over time and as I healed and as I found the gift in the experience, I found myself becoming okay to say, I'm okay with the way that, you know, my path has changed and turned and things I've experienced on it. And I'm okay to say, yeah, I, you know, I, I wanted to be a parent. And now I don't want to be a parent anymore. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think your story highlights so much. Like, I think what I'm hearing is, and imagining in your situation was that like, you've already experienced the pushback of saying, I don't want kids and navigating, like, what will people think about that? And then getting comfortable with it. And then to be thrown and all of a sudden find yourself like, wait, I, I, I have this option and yes, I want this. And then, you know, like, okay, what are people going to think now? Um, and then, and then coming back to, to being child-free. And as you said, having those internal battles as well, not just about what other people will think, but what am like, who am I? Like, what, what is right for me? Am I, am I contradicting or conflicting with my own values and beliefs here in this 180? I just think that what's so beautiful about your story is that it highlights how it's okay to, to change. I think that it's just human to to change our minds 
and, or to explore something, you know, that there's a lot of gray areas, I guess Mm -hmm. I'm probably not articulating this very well, but, and it's okay to live in the gray. Sometimes it's okay to explore the other side. It's okay. Like everything's okay. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) And just having acceptance and compassion for like our own human changes. And I just think that it's so easy to talk about, I a hundred percent don't want kids and I'm never going to like even consider anything but this life or it's, you know, or to the other extreme of I'm going to have kids and that is my life. But there is a big zone in the middle that is also, I think maybe more of us spend time in than is admitted or talked about of, of the either ambivalence or uncertainty or flip-flopping. And I think having stories like yours out there is really important because every time we hear more of what's not talked about, there's more acceptance and more understanding. And I think that that's really important and more healing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, culture dictates like, you know, the 2.5 kids, white, you know, white picket fence, uh, Monday to Friday, nine to five. I mean, this is what culture dictates to us. This is what life is supposed to be like. And, you know, and you have, you know, you know, people and women who are on both sides of that to extremes. I'm not going to live my life without children. I am not going to live my life with with children. But I think the majority of uh, people and couples are, you know, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, life is not like it was when our parents and our grandparents were growing up and, you know, culturally, um, economically, uh, it's just different. And there's more exploration now into, you know, finding happiness rather than surviving for the sake of surviving. Um, mm. i watching like my, my parents-in-law's generation, of you know what their lifestyle was like compared to our generation and what our lifestyle is like and it's just so different and I think there's a lot more people in my generation that are on the fence and there's people that I know who've had children but aren't happy but had them because societally that's that's what they're supposed to do and you know being able to say it's okay to explore it's okay to be on an extreme side of it. You absolutely don't want to have children or you can't imagine your life without them. And I mean, yes, we still need to have children. Um, (laughs) We still, the world still needs to continue, but every person is not meant to have a child. Mm. We all have a different purpose in life. And for some of us, that does not include children. You know, we need people to lead and to teach more so than we need people to parent in some senses. And if we're so busy with our lives parenting, then what what's getting missed and what's getting left behind and what's not getting explored? Um, if we're, you know, if all of us are parenting pe- people at some point, you know, like somebody's got to step away from that. And it's, you know, it's so hidden and it's, you know, we don't talk about, you know, the struggle of, you know, having children, not having children. We don't talk about the struggle of, I want to, then I don't want to, then I do want to, and, and these back and forths. Um, and, you know, and in included in that, you know, the struggle that women go through when faced with pregnancies and miscarriages and, 
you know, and, and the changes that that happens. I mean, it's not for some women, it makes them want children more for some women. It makes them not. And, you know, there's, it's just this whole combined mindset that we just don't talk about. Mm, mm, yes. Yes. Thank you for saying all of that. <laughs> so articulately. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think, you know, is the power of speaking up about this more? What, what do you think that could lead to what shifts? It gives other people the ability to be open mm. and to know that it's okay. <laughs> you know, you're not betraying yourself. You're not betraying anybody else. You know, you, you know, it's okay to explore. It's okay to figure out where your passions lie, whether that's, you know, with your own family or without your own family. Um, mm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to hurt um, it's okay to heal from that and move past it. And it's okay to choose, choose something different. A hundred percent. And I think it's okay to not know and then explore. Yeah. And like you said, come to a place of choosing, even though the not knowing is very uncomfortable. Um, but it is, it's okay too. like, I think it's a part of the journey. It is a step to clarity. I think a lot of people too live in uncertainty because they're afraid to make a choice. I think yes. a lot of people, a lot in a lot of cases know what they want, but there's a fear that by making a choice that makes them happy, somebody somewhere is not going to be happy with that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, rather than make the choice, they let life decide for them what happens or doesn't happen. And in a lot of cases that makes for a very uncomfortable, lonely, um, lost opportunity life. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to drink coffee in the afternoon more often. <laughs> I'm just like, <clears throat> can, can you just do the, like, <laughs> just keep talking. I, I got nothing here. <laughs> It's all about the coffee, really. <laughs> lack of sleep, coffee. I don't have kids, but I do have lack of sleep and I drink a lot of coffee some days. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So good and so true. I think, like you were saying, that most people do have an inner knowing. Not most. I think everyone does have an inner knowing. Um, and it can be buried by other people's expectations or the fear of other people's opinions and judgments, and that can become drowned out by those things. And then that's when living sort of life by default starts to take place because it becomes almost like frozen within decision of, you know, like if I do this, then someone's going to think or say this, if I do this, then, you know, like thinking through all the consequences and then taking no actions. So I guess, how would you encourage people to come back to their own truth? I think that starts with making, it, it starts with choosing. It starts with making the choice to start following yourself but but not just that of finding finding yourself exploring yourself 
And the, that starts with making the decision to, you know, say, okay, I need to do something for me, which mm. a lot of people struggle with. And, but that's where it starts. You'll never find out where, who you are and be able to explore yourself if you're not willing to make that step in saying, you know, I need to do something for me. And in the same thing, especially for tra- for traditional women and, and those who identify as women, of that being put in that place of you have to give to everyone first. You know, the women's at the home, the women's in the kitchen, you know, the women is the, you know, person who, you know, cares for. Yeah. And, you know, that's historically how women have been treated. So for 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 us to you know, step away from that. It's breaking a norm and breaking a culture. And there's a lot of scariness in that. Yeah. There's a lot of scariness in, you know, and what the fallback for that will be. But it's it's finding your inner strength and being able to say, no, I I I need to choose to do what it is that I need to do in order to fulfill my happiness and my passions in life and and my path. Because at the end of the day, you're on your own path. Mm. No matter who you encounter or who you spend your life with, you're still on your own path. And if you don't spend your time exploring that path and finding out what makes you happy, you know, you may get to a point where you're, you know, you're coming to the end of your life and you're not happy because you've you've let your life go. And I and I know that that's difficult. <laughs> Those first steps are always going to be the hardest. But yeah. it's okay to say, no, I, I need to choose to do for me what I need for me. Mm. And sometimes that means making very difficult decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it, it could be easy, especially in the child-free community, there is the the selfish label, you know, selfish can sort of be used against to shame or put put people like back in their place. but. Yeah, it may feel selfish um, or there may be guilt or or things that come from when you're first making those decisions to do something for yourself. And, um, you know, maybe that's actually just a sign that you're making the right step. Yes, absolutely. And if you start breaking away from cultural norms that that you're you know you're surrounded with because we're all surrounded by different cultural norms depending you know on where we live on the society we live in on our cultures that you know we grew up in so it's all a little bit different for us but when you start to step away from that it's going to be difficult and there's going to be pushback by somebody or a lot of somebodies and that's the point I think where a lot of people just say no I can't do this because I, I don't want to step through that. And stepping through that is going to be very, very uncomfortable. But when you step through that and you get to the other side of that, no, the easy things aren't always going to be easy. <laughs> I mean, there's always going to be things to go through. But for that first learning of yourself and what you want and saying it's okay, it's going to be difficult. And it's okay. <laughs> That's mm. where you learn. That's where you you find your lessons. and. That's what makes, you know, the other side that much more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, reflecting back on your own journey, especially over the past year, you know, what, 
what are your takeaways from what you've gone through? Um, one of the things that I've come to realize is that, you know, number one, when you've experienced extreme grief, it's never going to go away. Mm. It's, it's always going to be there and, and in some aspect. And I know too, that there is more grief to come. You know, Mm. as you attach yourself to other people and other beings, like I have a fur baby who is my baby, baby. (laughs) And I know that one day I'm going to outlive her. And I know that the, the amount of grief that I am going to have to come through and when that happens and the same thing with people in my life. Um, but I also know that I've gotten through it before. And so I know the strength is there to get through it again. And Mm. I think that's something that I go back to a lot as things have come up this year of, you know, I, it's not going to be easy, but I have the strength to do it. And the one thing that struck me the most over the past year was the fact that um, as hard as emotional as things were, I consciously started to look for the lesson and the light in the dark moments because I knew, Mm. I mean, I've this, you know, this, it sounds sort of beautiful now, but it's been a lot of hard times to get to this point throughout my entire life. Yeah. And, you know, um, the fact that I can consciously know that there's a light coming, but I need to start looking for it, especially when it's the darkest. That really struck me that, you know, I'm in one of the most darkest points of my life and I'm already looking for the light. Mm. So there's there's strength there that I didn't know I had. Yeah, and I know that that will continue to to get me through days that are are tough because there's one thing about it. This is life. <laughs> there are going to be really hard days and moments and, and things that happen. Yeah, take, take them, take them with the beauty of life as well. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Is there anything else that you want to share about your journey, your child-free experience. Um, yeah. Oh, there's lots of stories. I think I tell, I'm sure. <laughs> it's been, it's been a journey. Yeah. It, it's been a journey. And, you know, one thing, one word I think that keeps coming back to me lately is, is, is the choosing, you know, the, the, cho- like, I mean, I'm, very quickly approaching 40 (laughs) and um, not that the number bothers me uh, but it's the reflection of like my gosh 40 years have gone by already (laughs) Mm. 40 years and you know where where I've been and where I'm going and for me the fact that you know as I'm approaching my 39th birthday next week like just the reflection on I've worked hard to get to this point of my, in my life of being content. Mm. There are some days that are, I'm extremely happy. I'm over the moon. And there are other days where it's just hard to even get out of bed. But overall, it's the feeling of content. I'm content with where I am. I'm content with my life. I know there are beautiful days to come and I know there are hard days to come. 
but I'm I I found this contentness and this peace even when sometimes tumult surrounds me I still have my own contentness and I thought you know what at the age of you know 39 to go into that last year of my 30s already knowing this consciously awake to this I was like that's a, that's a beautiful way to start really the second half of my life yeah yeah how did you know the word content i think that has become something that personally i have found to be almost like what i strive for too over like happiness or you know like to me that like if you can hit contentment i think like that's balance that's peace that's like like you were saying it's it's knowing that there are going to be good days and bad days but like if overall there's like this harmonious contentment like to me that's kind of what it's about how did you come to that being what you have reached or strived for um i think of just letting go of you know the the extreme emotions like you can't be happy all the time. You just, you can't, it's, it's an emotion that you just can't, you can't stay in this extreme sort of happiness all the time. And at the same time, you know, mentally, you know, you can't stay in a negative statement like all the time as well. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's it'll destroy your, you as a person. And so it was finding that middle ground mm. of, you know, just finding like where where can I operate that you know I'm I'm in my own state of happiness really um, without having to have these extreme highs and lows so where where is that middle ground for me that I can move through my life and enjoy the moments and find beauty and find peace even in hard times and what does that look like for me Mm -hmm. and you know it's that realization of you know happiness is an emotion it's a state of mind you know it's not you know it's not it's not a place that you're going to reside all the time so where do I reside I want to reside in contentment yeah so it's just it's just coming to that realization and I mean that's not something that I just woke up one day and said yeah I'm going to be content today yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. you know it's it's going through all these hard moments and then at the same time coming into some really rewarding experiences as well that I've had this year. And, you know, and so, and finding that I can't stay at that high and I can't stay at that low. So where, where is it that I want to be? And when I'm, you know, truly devoted to doing the things that I I love, I just found myself, I literally just found myself one day thinking, you know what, I'm really content. Mm. And I've been like that for a period of time. And it was just that awakening of, oh, this is what it feels like to to be at my own state of peace. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not something that's just going to (laughs) happen. It's, it's just, it's part of the journey. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how sometimes we can be so focused on like, how do I improve or get the next, like figure out the next thing or the next piece of my personal development or journey. And I think that sometimes we overlook the fact that, or the, the reality that if we are sort of 
I think living in the moment and trying to connect to our truth, even if we're not doing it perfectly, like there is growth happening without us trying. Yes. And I feel like when you were, I, I guess I was reminded of that as you were saying, like, you know, it wasn't something I had woken up and decided one day I want to be content. It was something I, I awakened to, I realized that this is my state of being. And, and it, so like, it wasn't a conscious thing, but it was also the result of, of your intentional choices along the way. Yes. Yes. And one thing I've noticed is the, the deeper into my like holistic journey that I've gotten. Um, one thing that has come up a lot is simplicity mm. is like letting go of all of the noise yeah. that's happening around and coming back to simplicity. And for me, that looks like, you know, we, we lived outside of a big city. We had big uh, corporate jobs and attached to that is expensive trips and money and big car payments and mortgage payments and like for us that was noise Mm. and all that attachment to um, a mindset really was noise so for us simplicity looked like stepping away from that and we live in a small house in the country and we have land and most of that's trees and swamp <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the simplicity of it you know life is quieter and less noisy for us but that's what it looked like it was letting go of noise and finding more simplicity and with that we found we have more time to enjoy nature which is what we both love. And mm. we also have more money, which who would have, who would have thought letting go of really, you know, big jobs to run my own business that I haven't gotten paid in three years <laughs> would actually create a better financial space for us. Yeah. So for us, the part of contentment came hand in hand with simplicity and mm. You know, that's where, you know, I found my everyday happy in that quiet contentment um, of life. Mm. Yeah, that's really powerful. Mm. And I mean, I, that sounds beautiful in a couple of sentences, but it's, it's been, it's, it's been work. It's been work. Like, yeah. you, you don't just come to these realizations and these places without being able to choose to make a decision that might be hard in the moment, but is going to be beneficial for you in the long run. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That just like summed it all up so well. I'm curious as we wrap up, do you have any advice or encouragement to share with the listeners? Mm. I go back to the same two words, simplicity and, and choice and choosing. Mm. Like find your contentment by choosing where you want to be. And what does that look like for you? Mm. Yeah. You have to be open and willing to make the choice to change. 
Mm. Yes. Liz, thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation and I'm so grateful to you for sharing your story and your wisdom. Um, there was so many beautiful and really important messages that you shared today. So thank you for that. And if the, if anyone would like to get in touch with you, how can they connect with you? I am all over social media. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, on the holistic side, um, I am on Instagram and Facebook as Liz Comden wellness. And for the, um, creative side of me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, um, as sea salt and twig and both also have websites. Um, I'm more active on the sea salt and twig side right now, just because life is busy there. Um, but, uh, yep. Uh, you will find me somewhere on social <laughs> <laughs> and they're both definitely worth checking out. So yeah. Awesome. I will put, um, those handles in the show notes with links and also your websites. So people can, can find you and follow and connect. Um, yeah. And just thank you again, um, for, for your time today and your story. It, it has been a true honor. Thank you for having me and for having this safe platform to share. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm honored. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. All right. We'll catch you next time. Hey, don't go yet. I have something really exciting to share with you. I created a community for child-free people. That's right. A place for us all to hang out, get to know each other and become friends. So if you could use some more child-free friends in your life, please come hang out with us. It's like we have our own private social media network. Inside the club, we have weekly virtual meetups via Zoom. We have a community feed with ongoing posts and discussions so we can continue our friendship outside of our virtual meetups. And down the road, we're going to have in-person meetups and take these relationships offline and in-person. So if you want in, head to wnk-club.com. That's wnk as in we're not kidding, dash C-L-U-B dot com. I can't wait to see you in the club. Um.